You're now listening to the Fantasy Filler Podcast. Where we put you in the driver's seat every week, all year long. In the NASCAR racing world, from top news stories, latest results, and best fantasy lineups, we'll have you up to speed and out in front before the drop of the green flag. So let's dive in with our host, Vanilla Wafers. Race number 31 is upon us and is at none other than NASCAR's most beloved racetrack, Talladega Super Speedway. We have a lot of news to cover on here this week, including racetrack and driver science news. And of course, it's Talladega Super Speedway, which means we need to figure out our top fantasy picks. That and more on today's episode of the Fantasy Filler Podcast. I know, I know I need to apologize about the last episode regarding Texas Motor Speedway. I do not know what happened to that particular episode, but unfortunately, it got super delayed to a lot of people to the point it was basically race day or the race was currently going on and you finally got the fantasy pick. So I do apologize for that. I'm not sure what exactly happened, but we're going to try to make it up here in this episode because this is going to be one of the hardest racetracks to determine which drivers are going to be finishing near the top and which drivers will be finishing near the bottom because everyone is is at risk of getting caught up in a wreck here. This is honestly the wild card race of the playoffs. I know they tossed that around a lot, but this one definitely is a wild card just for the simple fact that anyone can honestly wind up in victory lane here in this race. Anyone could be taken out rather early in this race. There's just so much on the line here, and I cannot wait to dive in and see what this race has in store for us. A lot of big news announced here this week, especially in the NASCAR racing world. There's been a lot of announcements as far as the 2024 schedule goes, as it we haven't fully gotten a full schedule out yet, but we've gotten a few key announcements that makes a lot of people happy and also concerned at the same time. So Daytona 500, obviously staying at the first race. It also sounds like the LA Clash is returning once again two weeks before the Daytona 500. So that is the same. The championship race is still held at Phoenix Raceway. Not a lot of people are happy about that, but it is what it is. And of course, Bristol getting back its two concrete dates. Well, they just added more onto that schedule as Indianapolis Motor Speedway will be making a return to the schedule once again. But this time, they'll be racing on the oval. This is exciting news for a lot of people for many reasons. One, the Indianapolis Road Course has just been a bust. Two, uh, it, it really lost the crown jewel feel when it went to the road course. And three, race cars for the ne- for the Gen 7 have been absolutely spectacular at bigger racetracks. So maybe, just maybe, we could actually get a good race here and it won't be something compared to what we saw at the Gen 6 era. I, I, I'm pretty excited for this. Let's see what this race holds here in 2024. But it will be right in the middle of July, kind of similar to where it was on the old schedule. I'm very excited for it and hopefully you guys are as well. We also got the announcement of the All-Star Race for next year. It will come back to North Wilkesboro Speedway. I like North Wilkesboro still remaining as the uh, all-star race just because it brings back that old feel. Fans are really excited to see this old track get revived, and I don't know if it's necessarily ready for a Cup Series slot yet. I like the all-star race here at this time. Hopefully the racing gets a little better there, and maybe just maybe in the future we'll have North Wilkesboro make the return back onto the Cup Series schedule. It's been a 27-year drought but it looks like it will return once again for an all-star race, and I am perfectly alright with that. Let's move on down into the Truck Series as there was a big announcement here regarding one of the top Truck Series teams 
in Truck Series history, basically. And that's regarding Kyle Busch Motorsports. It was just announced earlier this week that Kyle Busch is selling his truck team to Spire Motorsports. Big announcement here as this is the team who has gotten 100 victories in its entire lifespan. Uh, multiple championships. It, it's It's been a spectacular run for this team. And now they're selling to Spire Motorsports. Now this could make a lot of sense on some drivers that Trackhouse Racing picked up. It sounds like Zane Smith is going to be racing with Trackhouse Racing in the Cup Series. Might run down here in the Truck Series as well. You also have Shane Van Gisbergen also making um, the jump up to the NASCAR Series starting in 2024. He's not going to be running fully Cup. There probably is going to be a lot of truck races, so expect Spire Motorsports to have a car or excuse me, a truck for that. And lastly, it's just Kyle Busch has really, really dived in with Richard Childress Racing as far as being a part of that team. And I would not be surprised at this point if he's trying to buy a stake with RCR, similar to what Brad Keselowski did with Roush Fenway Racing. I'm pretty interested to see what this future holds for Spire Motorsports coming down here into the truck series. If they're going to be more competitive in the trucks, maybe even show some speed up in the cup series. I know that Corey LaJoy had himself a pretty solid beginning of the season where he at one point he was 20th in the points. So the speed is getting there. Maybe something like this is going to even excel it further. And who knows, this will probably be the area where we see Zane Smith drive for Spire Motorsports for the next couple of years. But this was a big announcement to hear this. One of the most uh, beloved truck series teams now leaving. Basically, about 10 years ago, the only truck team that's really left has been uh, Thor Motorsports. And, and it's crazy to think that, that so many other teams have just left. Ones that we thought that were so iconic in the Camping World Truck Series. Now, almost all gone. And Kyle Busch Motorsports is now another one of those teams. It'll be interesting to see what happens here in the future. But for all the Kyle Busch fans, this is definitely a huge bummer on their end. Going into the Xfinity Series, there's been a big announcement as far as a driver signing goes. So Junior Motorsports mostly got all their drivers really figured out. They We had Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, as well as Brandon Jones making their return. But the A-car was going to be left open because Josh Berry is going with Stuart Haas Racing. Well, it was just announced on September 26th that they have made a signage with another driver from Joe Gibbs Racing's camp. More specifically, Sammy Smith. Driver of the number 18 car this year will be joining JR Motorsports or Junior Motorsports, excuse me, to drive the number 8 car in 2024. This is great news for Junior Motorsports. It's another for sure sponsorship. And it's a sponsorship that they've been partnered with before. Because if you remember, Michael Annette's big sponsor was Pilot Flying J. But now you get Sammy Smith, who does have a lot of talent. A lot of people can see that. He was able to get a victory very, very early into his Xfinity Series career. Very talented in the Arca Series. Now it's going to move on over into the Chevrolet camp. And more than likely, Junior Motorsports is going to get him some really good equipment. And it's really going to show a lot of people how strong really is that Toyota camp because Sammy Smith all of a sudden dominates over here at Junior Motorsports in that number eight car there's gonna be a lot of people staring over at Toyota like what are you really bringing to the table you guys are no longer the top dogs now this is very very early to be saying something like that because we have seen how good the Toyotas have been running down here in the X-Fandy series and how bad Junior Motorsports has been struggling however seeing someone like Sammy Smith switch from one big team to another is really really big news so I am very curious to see what happens here in the future but one thing is for certain, it will be Sammy Smith driving the number 8 Chevrolet for Junior 
Motorsports. And now let's go back up into the Cup Series as we got one quick final announcement here before we dive into our fancy picks. And that's regarding Legacy Motor Club. As you guys are well aware, Carson Hosefar has been running most of the races since they, since Noah Gregson left the team. And, but However, there was an announcement made just earlier today that Legacy Motor Club will have Mike Rockenfeller for the Charlotte Roval to run for the number 42 team. I don't mind this at all. I always love the idea of seeing these road course racers get their opportunity here in the Cup Series and having someone like Mike Rockenfeller driving that number 42 car. That's very, very cool. So super excited to see that. I think uh, the last time we had um, somebody run in the road course number 42 machine, that wasn't Noah Gregson or Mike Rockenfeller, was Grant Infinger. So there's, there's been a lot of good... Um, interesting drivers to come through here and hopefully Mike Rockefeller is another one that can give that team a solid finish as right now that 43-42 team has slowly but surely been making their moves up to the front. And those were the biggest bit of news here in the NASCAR racing world. Definitely some big announcements regarding the tracks but we all know why we're here. We got to figure out who are going to be the top fancy picks here for this weekend in a race that basically anyone can get caught up in a wreck. So who do you honestly go for? Well, we're going to try to do our best here in this episode as we're going to be having our top picks first, then moving on to drivers who are in the pretty good category, most noticeably uh, playoff drivers that we still trust in this uh, race, and also four drivers who are out of the playoffs that you might want to take a gamble on. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Here are our top picks for the UAW 500. Alrighty, so you guys already know how this works. You're going to have six drivers in total in your fantasy league. Five of them will count towards your final score, with that one being in the garage area that you can move until the end of stage number two. And then the four featured matchups on NASCAR.com, and if you get those correctly, you get an additional 10 points added on to your fantasy team. Our top picks are going to be one from each manufacturer, plus one here for the playoffs. And we're going to start off with the Toyota Camp as far as um, who to pick for to probably win this race in that manufacturer. I'm going to go with the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. Now, Bubba Wallace has actually been one of the fastest cars lately here in the playoffs. They, they've been running really, really good. If Kansas does not have that flat tire incident for that 23 team, then they would probably have the same average finish compared to people who are running near the front. People like even William Byron. That's how good Bubba Wallace has been, has been in these last four races. He unfortunately lost that race at Texas Motor Speedway, one that he felt like he could win, and I totally agree on that one. However, one track that he always seems to run really well at, and he got his first victory, was at Talladega Super Speedway, where here at Talladega, his average finish has been a little rough, I'm not going to lie, but you're going to notice for a lot of these drivers that their average finish is usually 11th or worse. That's that's just how crazy Talladega can be. But with that one victory and also being able to lead about 6.5% of the last seven races laps at Talladega... Yeah, you got yourself a really good pick and someone to really trust here this weekend. I, I think Darryl, I think Bubba Wallace is going to be someone who runs really well in this race, going to show that he's still super competitive. And if he does and if he stays out of trouble, 
there's more than likely a good chance he can make it into the round of eight. Let's move on into the Chevrolet camp. As far as the Chevrolet goes, I think the one that you want to go that is even a playoff driver, technically not even a playoff driver, is the number nine of Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott is still looking for that first victory, and he has gotten three top tens here in the last seven races, and he has led almost the same amount of laps as Bubba Wallace, so that would be a reliable pick to go on. As far as the Ford camp goes, I got the two picks here being the number six of Brad Keselowski and the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney has been one of the more consistent finishing drivers here in the playoffs when it comes to Talladega. Last seven races, he's been able to lead 14.6% of the laps and able to get a stage win here and there. This is definitely one of his higher-end tracks, and I feel very comfortable throwing in Ryan Blaney. I don't think there's many other races that we're going to keep him in from this point onward. Then you got Brad Keselowski, who's just on absolute tear. I think this may be the peak of that six car as far as the playoffs go. But uh, at the same time, I could obviously see them make it into the championship four due to their consistency. But I like consistency, and right now this is a track that Brad Keselowski is tied with the most uh, second most wins in NASCAR. So I, I trust that Brad Keselowski could have himself a really good run. So those are the four drivers that we have here as far as top picks go. We have the number 23 of Bubba Wallace, the number 9 of Chase Elliott, the number 6 of Brad Keselowski, and the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Now let's look at the rest of the playoff drivers and see which drivers we trust to be in the pretty good category or they come up a little short. I'm going to go from the highest points to the lowest points here on the playoff standings as of Texas. In the first spot, we got the number 24 of William Byron. How do we feel about William Byron in this race? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think it's best just to sit him out entirely. There's a very good chance he can finish inside the top five, but there's also a very good chance he gets caught up into a wreck. Remember, they've already locked themselves in to the next round. So it's basically winner bust for them. And when you're in that position, you do some riskier moves. Now, I don't think they're going to be as risky as, let's say, if they didn't get the win at Texas, but still, it's it's definitely not a comfortable pick to go with. I'd say he's a risky, risky person that you can trust, but at the same time, there's a really good chance that he could wreck in that race and finish in the back 35th or worse. Next up, we have the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin is going to be a top 10 driver throughout this entire race. I don't think he's going to be the top restrictor plate racer here this weekend. I think there's a few other drivers who are going to be stronger contenders. But with that being said, Denny Hamlin is one of the more consistent finishers, especially when it comes to a racetrack like this. I know he's been struggling with the Daytona 500 recently. With that being said, there is still a lot of success in the past that you cannot forget. And to be honest with you, I I think Denny Hamlin is still a good number three, number four pick for a lot of people this weekend. Same thing with the number 17 of Chris Busher. Chris Busher, RFK Racing, Brad Keselowski, all of them really, really trustworthy here in this particular race. I have a good feeling that they're going to stay out of trouble. I got a feeling they're going to be leading quite a few laps. And the improvement that Chris Busher has had here in the past couple of months you just can't shy away from it. Keep him as a pretty good driver to go with. Christopher Bell could be more of a riskier pick than most people. I would st stay away from him because there's more than likely a chance that he might get caught up in an incident or have his pit crew make a mistake during a green flag pit stop that puts them behind the draft. I just don't like the odds of Christopher Bell right now. And same thing with Martin Trex Jr., a driver who has never gotten a victory at a restrictor plate race. He has come close, but that was a long time ago. And with his best finish being an 18th place finish so far in the, here in the playoffs, there's just no signs of Martin Trex Jr. really having a solid finish at this point. Ross Chastain, the number one, comes in. I'd say that's a good number four pick. 
I, I think Ross Chastain has made some improvements in areas where he's needed to, and a lot of people can be um, really excited about that because, who knows, maybe they're not going to be one of those drivers who gets immediately eliminated after the wild card round happens. Maybe they're able to make it into the round of eight. Maybe they can even sneak their way into the championship four, even though that's highly unlikely. Still, lots of improvement here during the playoffs than before the playoffs, so I say keep him around in your fourth or fifth spot when it comes to fantasy this week. Next up is Kyle Larson, number five. It's best to stay away from him. He's only gotten one top five finish at any super speedway race in his career. And there's going to be plenty of other good races for him in the future. So just keep him off for now. Next up, we got the number 45 of Tyler Reddick. I think if you trust people like Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin, the Toyota group is going to do just fine. So Tyler Reddick should be right there in that mix, similar to drivers of the likes of Ross Chastain, maybe even Denny Hamlin. So a lot of good things still to come for the number 45 team. We talked about Ryan Blaney, how he should be a top pick this weekend. It needs to be. Last one is Kyle Busch. You can put him as a fifth spot pick. I don't think he's going to be able to get the victory. Uh, even though he was the most recent winner here. With that being said, RCR does have some fast equipment, but they have been really risky and just been struggling lately. So he's at best, uh, best excuse me, uh, fifth pick here for this weekend. So those are the other playoff drivers that you can trust. Um, I would say you can trust the number 11 of Denny Hamlin, the number 17 of Chris Busher, the number 1 of Ross Chastain, the number 45 of Tyler Reddick, the 12 of Ryan Blaney, and the number 8 of Kyle Busch. However, use Kyle Busch uh, cautiously here in this Talladega race. Now we will move on into the gamble category. Drivers that you should take a chance on here this weekend that aren't racing for a championship up to this point. I think there's a lot of solid drivers that you can trust with here in this event. I think one of the people you can trust the most for a Talladega race is Eric Jones in that number 43. The team has made a lot of improvements. And they finished in the top 10 in six of the last seven Talladega races. And with them going on the up and up right now here late in the season, I think Eric Jones is a great driver to take a gamble on if you want to save some playoff drivers. Another driver that you can trust here this weekend is more than likely going to be that number four of Kevin Harvick for a top 10 finish. I wouldn't say he's going to be running for the victory, but looking at his next five races, his final five races after this, there's not really a racetrack that I feel too comfortable putting him on besides Phoenix. So I'd say give him a shot here at Talladega. Keep him in the garage area because we've seen how much bad luck he has had here during the playoffs. It has speed. This needs to be able to execute. Then you can throw in people like Chase Briscoe if you think that Kevin Harvick's going to do good, then include his teammates. Chase Briscoe has been one of those drivers who's been a little bit more consistent running near the front, so you got to give credit to that. And Eric Amarola could be in that mix as well. However, if I had to pick one over the other, I'd say Chase Briscoe just due to the most recent success. And finally, I think some drivers that you can trust here in this event, take a gamble on, is going to be one of the front row motorsports cars, either Todd Gillen or Michael McDowell. We know Michael McDowell's success at super speedways. He was able to win the Daytona 500 and have three top tens in the last seven races. But Todd Gillen has also shown that he can be a great driver at these events as he's only ran three Talladega races. He's finished in the top 10 in two of them. Now his average finish is 14.7. 
But that's comparable to people like Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott, who are right there with him in that average finish area. So Todd Gillen, I know for a fact a lot of people have kept Todd Gillen off their list. And and that's not just really just a bag on him. That's just the fact that they've been more of a 20th, 25th place car. Now to see him be making improvements in areas, seeing their teammate uh, Michael McDowell starting to run a little bit more consistent, you're starting to see that with that 38 car. So give credit where credit is due. And Todd Gillen could be a driver that you want to take a gamble on here this weekend. So there's a few non-playoff drivers that could be really good picks here at Talladega. We have Eric Jones in the number 43 machine. We also got Kevin Harvick in the number 4 with his teammate, the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. And then you're going to go with one of the front row motorsports cars, either Michael McDowell or Todd Gilliland. Now we will wrap up our fantasy picks here with the four featured matchups in which drivers will feel more comfortable with finishing in front of the other. This first matchup here, we got the number eight of Kyle Busch going up against the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Due to what we've seen recently, the team has just been on a trajectory down slope and I don't really see many spots for them to really climb up, especially at a really tough track like Talladega. So I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Next up, we have the number 23 of Bubba Wallace going up against the number 45 of Tyler Reddick. Both really good options to go with, but I think the person who's going to be leading the Toyota camp at 23-11 will be Bubba Wallace. He just has the strong speed right now. I don't think Tyler Reddick is really matched up the best for this particular race to get the victory. I still think he can get himself a solid top 10, but if I'm going for anyone over the other, I'll pick the number 23 of Bubba Wallace just to his success in the past. Third matchup, we got the number 6 of Brad Keselowski going up against the number five of Kyle Larson. I like Brad Keselowski way more. Kyle Larson, just not much success here. The only way that this is going to be any different is just the simple fact that Kyle Larson, for the first time ever, can avoid all the trouble. Or two, Brad Keselowski is the one who gets caught into some random trouble first. But overall, I think the faster one is going to be Brad Keselowski. And last matchup here, we got the number one of Ross Chastain going up against the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., Ross Chastain has the bigger ceiling. He can go finish a lot higher than Martin Trex Jr. at this point. Due to Martin Trex Jr. just absolutely struggling, cannot even finish in the top 15. So I like Ross Chastain a lot more. There's more than likely going to be an incident that he's going to be involved with with one way or another. We say, oh no, maybe he'll do better. He he never really does. (laughs) But I'm going to go with Ross Chastain here in this featured matchups. So those are my four picks. I got Ryan Blaney over Kyle Busch. I got Bubba Wallace over Tyler Reddick. I got Brad Keselowski in the number six over Kyle Larson. And lastly, I got Ross Chastain over Martin Trex Jr. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our fancy picks here for this weekend at the UAW 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. will just about wrap things up here guys thank you so much for listening the talladega race will be held on sunday october 1st at 2 p.m eastern it will not be on the usa network it will actually be on nbc and that's what it's going to be like throughout the rest of the races all the way to the championship so something to be a little bit excited about there that it's going to be up on basic cable so again talladega super speedway cup series race october 1st sunday 
at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be very interesting to see who can advance forward and who is going to really struggle here in this event. I cannot wait for it. Talladega is always just one of those crazy racetracks. If you do want to follow me on social media, the best place to look me up at is YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Just look up Vanilla Wafers. I pop up as Vanilla Wafers 33 on Instagram, and then on TikTok as Vanilla Wafers 44, and YouTube, just Vanilla Wafers. It's all NASCAR related. YouTube is a lot longer videos um, over on the other two channels. They're shorter videos, whether they're trivia, kind of making custom diecast cars, or just passing on a NASCAR joke. That's what you can mostly find on those channels. So if you want to give me a follow there, you're more than welcome to. And if you want to talk to me during race day, the best spot to look me up at is on Twitter as I always have people asking me questions there and reaching out to me. More than happy to answer anybody's questions. If you want to find me there, that's at VanillaWafers44, similar to TikTok. But we're going to end the episode right there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your host, Vanilla Wafers, and I have been able to take you to the front of the field. So why don't we grab that checkered flag, do some burnouts, and head on out. So you all take care. This has been the Fantasy Filler Podcast. Thank you.